Interest rates, interest rates, interest rates. Here ahead on the Real Estate Think Tank. So our topic for you today is interest rates. I've been going back and forth about what the topic would be. And I was able to pick up on August 1st something that I normally don't pick up, which is a newspaper. It was the uh, Wall Street Journal. And the headline for the Wall Street Journal was front page, mind you, shopping malls face Default fire sales as valuations plunge. And so it was very interesting to note that commercial real estate and real estate in general had made the front page of the Wall Street Journal, something that typically doesn't happen. And this article went on to talk about how with the new wave of refinancing coming up in the commercial real estate market, under the conditions of raising interest rates and just the changes in the world in general, many trophy or class A retail establishments like malls are finding it difficult to refinance because their values have been cut by 50 and even up to 70%. This is in response to a dramatic change in the retail market. That's been going on for about 20 years, but that really shifted and advanced during the pandemic. During the pandemic, everyone was required to rely on e-retail and e-commerce. And the resultant change and the expected return to the new normal has basically left retail in the dark especially when it comes to malls and that mall culture. And so I thought it would probably be best that we do an episode on the retail market. I just recently put out a podcast and an article on the realestatethinktank.com on the state of the office market. So I was going to follow it up with a tret short detailing what's happening in the retail market. But the more I thought about it, the more I read the article, the more I think about the format that we have here on this podcast, the more I realized it's probably more appropriate to talk about the bigger issue, which is interest rates. This particular article was talking about the uh, Crystal Mall in Waterford, Connecticut, This was a mall that was once the highlight of the community and has since become essentially vacant. The owners have decided to walk away from the property and allow it to foreclose because even 
leasing it up to the highest possible occupancy that the market would allow, the income generated from the property under market conditions would not be enough to cover the debt service. And the value does not support the underlying assumptions for the mortgage. There is a wave of mortgages, commercial mortgages that are going to come due, as they always do. And it's interesting because what is a normal process, which is the refinancing of commercial mortgages, which typically happens every 10 years, has turned into something extraordinary in the current interest rate market or given the current interest rate market and given the state of the world. So we are in a time of rising interest rates in this country. And this was a decision by the Fed to check the rising inflation. It was made about a year and a half to two years ago. The issue is that during and after the pandemic, there was a very liberal monetary policy by the government at the time, and inflation resulted. And as economists know, rising inflation leads to lowering productivity. In an effort to check the palpable and almost rampant inflation, the Fed decided in 2021 to begin to raise rates. So here in 2023, we are in an environment of raising interest rates. And a lot of consideration is starting to be put towards the revaluing of properties. Ten years ago, the value of retail properties was actually as high as it's ever been. But in that time, there has been a dramatic shift downward in the valuation of these properties. The mall experience isn't as central to American life as it once was, nor is the retail experience in general. But I've spent a lot of time talking about retail, mainly because it's the primary focus of the Wall Street Journal article, but it's more of a proxy for the fact that interest rates and the changing world have put us in a different situation, a unique situation, in which as a result of a typical timing in the refinancing of loans, a regular process in the world of commercial financing, we now have an opportunity to reconsider what we really want and what we really need from commercial real estate. At least that's what the world is doing. And we as real estate professionals have to follow suit. So that said, what are the effects on the other types of property classes? Well, we see that our office, as we discussed earlier, is hit very hard. Although there is a return to offices around the world by office workers, vacancies are at 13% nationwide which is ridiculously high. And that's according to the National Association of Realtors commercial report. We also see multifamilies, although not as active as they were a few years ago or not as as attractive as they were a few years ago, multifamilies are maintaining their status with the issue being a increase of building has led to an abundance of vacancy. So with new construction, adding units on the market, 
supply has outpaced demand. And it's going to undergo a, a readjustment in the form of rental decreases, but also in, in the form of concessions. And that will play out over time. Industrial properties have always been the rage since the pandemic. The desire for industrial properties peaked around 2020, 2021, and has come down. But the industrial property class is still outperforming every other property class in the commercial world. As far as hotels, we're seeing an uptick in hotels. We're seeing the essential nature of hotels return. People are now taking vacations more frequently and more regularly. And hotels are very much a part of that experience. Competition with companies such as Airbnb and Verbo, these one-off rental companies, continues to be fierce. But unlike the retail experience, the hotel experience is still very much valued in our present society. So interest rates have affected the residential markets in a very interesting way. We remember speaking about a year or two years ago on this podcast about how it was truly a seller's market right after the pandemic, how there was so little supply and so much demand, so much pent-up demand, that prices were going insane. They were skyrocketing. Well, there's been a market change, especially with the rise of interest rates. What's happening in the residential market is interesting in that there is a slowdown in the selling and in the purchasing, but the raising rates have trapped certain homeowners because raising interest rates means buying power has gone down. It also means that homeowners that are in lower rate mortgages now are trapped there because obtaining a mortgage in the current interest rate market would mean that they'd have to buy a less expensive house. They would have to downgrade. And so those who are wishing to move and who are benefiting from the lower rates in the past may find themselves in an undesirable position to sell. Interestingly, there has been an uptick in the past couple of quarters in the area of new construction. And this was in response to the pent-up demand from the earlier market that I just discussed from a couple of months ago. And so as a result, we have a influx or an increase of new construction and new construction purchases with a decrease in old construction purchases as homeowners are unable to more readily put or unwilling to more readily put their houses on the market. So there is an increase in the purchase of new construction, a decrease in the purchase of older construction, but overall demand is down and home selling numbers are down as people wait to see what's going to happen. There are many talking about a recession looming on the horizon. Some of the bigger real estate data predictors, such as the National Association of Realtors, CoStar, TREP, all these, all these um, companies that whose job it is to predict where the economy is going, seem to predict not a recession, but a slowed growth environment 
And they base that on a an assumed resilience of the American consumer and an assumed amount of savings. Most, most assumptions predict that people have not depleted their savings and are not going to act in such a way as if they do not have savings, which changes behaviors. So with these assumptions in play, the prediction seems to be slow growth as opposed to a full-on recession, with the eventual outcome being a trough and then a turning of either the monetary policy or a turning of consumer behavior. So we find ourselves in a very historical and idiosyncratic time in the world of interest rates. I'm always thinking about the time in the 1980s, although I was, you know, I was just a young child at that time. But the stories that I hear those that were around at the time telling are of interest rates of 20%, 18%, 21%, painful interest rates. But yet we associate that time with, an, with a time of extreme wealth generation, albeit an extreme gap in the haves and the have-nots. It still was a time of prosperity for many, despite those crazy interest rates. And though in my lifetime we have not yet returned to an environment in which interest rates were that crazy, we seem to, with every single up and down of interest rates, we seem to be coming closer to a change. The rhetoric in the past 10 years hasn't been of that of a, a cycle that's just happening that we have to endure. There seems to be a belief that we're heading for some type of different world in the world of real estate, in different world in general, and that the way we operate and we have operated will not be the same way going forward that we're going to operate. Now, this change might be facilitated by technology. This change might be facilitated by social differences and social changes. There are many factors that will play into this. But one thing we definitely can be assured of is that the phrase a new normal is what we are going towards. It's not a return to anything. It is a coming up upon the horizon of a new day. And we must all be ready, willing, and able to be flexible when this time comes. Now let's go into our market report. All right, so the market report is for August 2023. And we'll start off with the commercial markets. In the area of multifamily, we're seeing 22% of more units were delivered in the past 12 months, but vacancy has dropped or has increased, excuse me, to 6.9 from 5.3 a year ago. And this is a result of the increased amount of units on the market. Unemployment is typically down. Demographics are showing a strong job market, but low housing affordability and higher mortgage rates. So this is going to lead to an interesting dynamic as 
Many factors are against the uh, absorption of these new units, but of necessity, they are going to have to be absorbed. And so we will see how this resolves in the multifamily market. However, multifamilies in general are holding steady and there's no cause for concern. Office, once again, has reached a 13% vacancy rate. Um, there are some concerns as to the motivators behind this because many of the professionals who are returning to work have made the transition. And what is clear at this point is there will not be a large wave of employees returning to offices. Industrial properties continue to hold strong. Net absorption is lower than last year, significantly lower, in fact, at 40%. However, it, these properties are still outperforming all other asset classes. Vacancy is about 4.7%, and rent growth is about 8.9%, which is interesting as rent growth is negative in the office property sector and negative in the retail sector. Retail, according to NAR, although I would challenge this, is still holding strong. Its vacancy rate is unchanged at 4.2%. Inflation is going to act as a check on consumer habits. And as a result, retail will be affected so long as we're in this interest rate market of raising rates. And hotel, as discussed, has made its way from the uh, shadow of COVID and is holding strong as people begin to make hotels a regular part of their vacation experience. At this point, revenue per room is 13% higher than it was during the height of the pandemic. On the residential side of things, according to uh, Freddie Mac, we have a situation in which home ownership is at question. There is an increase in new construction purchases as of late, but a decrease in housing resales as homeowners locked into lower rate mortgages have realized that it is not a favorable time to sell. The one silver lining in all of this is that housing amongst people who are earning less than the median income has dramatically risen to 48% over where it was two years ago. The home ownership gap that existed at its height in 2009 is slowly but surely narrowing. And this is a good thing because the story at the time of the Great Recession was that not everybody should be a homeowner. But we do know that home ownership is one of the ways, one of the most common ways for families to build wealth. And we want the families below the median income to have access to this generational wealth building method. So this is very much good news. As we look towards the future, we understand that rising mortgage rates means a slowdown in the market, but we're expecting the resultant pricing adjustments to equalize supply and demand. All right. Thank you very much for being with me during this next installment of the Real Estate Think Tank. I thank you very much for uh, making it this far. 
Look out for another installment of Tret Shorts in the near future and an article soon to be written and posted later in the month. Thanks for listening. The information given in this recording is for information purposes only and should be independently verified. All views expressed are those of the speaker alone and cannot be attributed to any other party. The real estate think tank does not wish to proceed in such a way that can be interpreted as an offer, a sale, a solicitation, an advertisement, an offer to purchase, or a solicitation of an offer to purchase for a security. No legal advice was given during the course of this recording. All parties should seek out a competent professional in the area for which such advice is sought. This has been a production of the Real Estate Think Tank.